0: You're listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, where you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood, told by the men who lived them. Raw, real, and 100% unapologetic. And now, here is your host, Eric Rogel.
1: Hey, this is Eric Rogel, and thanks for tuning in to Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes. This is where each week you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who live them. And, you know, we're constantly seeking out and inviting men from all different walks of life, uh, both famous men and unsung heroes. Uh, These are just men who have traveled the path before us, and they have insights to guide us on our journey and inspire us to be better men. And today's guest is an incredibly inspiring man. Uh, he's a minister. He's an athletic coach for children, and guys, he's one of those rare men I've met who truly lives from his heart in service and duty to others. It's absolutely amazing. And you know, some of the wisdom bombs, as that's what the uh, Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes team and I have started calling them. Some of these wisdom bombs that he drops are going to blow you away. Um, the team is taken to quoting them daily, and if if you follow us on social media. You've probably seen a few of them that we've turned into memes. So take a look, comment on them, and let us know what you took away when you read them. So I'm going to formally introduce him in a moment. But first, two very quick things. Uh, One, make sure to head over to our site, WLKHpodcast.com. That's WLKHpodcast.com. We're going to be putting up some extras there, some uh, behind the scenes stuff. And we're also going to link to some experiences that we think you're going to get a lot out of. And those are going to be going up all the time. Because like I've been saying, it's great that you're listening to us. We love that you're listening to us. But what we really want is to inspire you to get out and experience something for yourself. Because the the result is not only life-changing, but it also comes way faster. So definitely stop by WLKHpodcast.com and check those out. We're going to be putting them up all the time. In fact... The second thing I wanted to tell you is, I have one of those experiences for you now and it's going to be launching very soon. It's our 21 Day Hero Challenge and it's your blueprint to unleashing more of your greatness and to get you experiencing even more confidence, more success, stronger relationships and stronger leadership. It's really powerful. During those 21 days, you'll be living in each of our sacred seven core values. And remember, those are courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, and love. And trust me, by, uh, by the end of the first few days alone, you're going to start to see big differences in your life. And guys, it's completely free. Uh, it's just something we want to do for you. And uh, we want you to take advantage of it. So we've got pre-registration going on now. We have a special site set up for that. You'll be able to get to it from the podcast site, but we also have a special site for that set up, and that is theherochallenge.com. So go to theherochallenge.com, grab your spot, and as soon as that thing launches, which will be very, very shortly, uh, you'll be one of the first to go through that, okay? All right, so let's jump in and let's hear from today's guest. As I mentioned a minute ago he spent more than 30 years as a minister and a children's athletic coach. He is the founder of Saints of Florida and that's an organization that offers athletic programs to homeschool children and uh, they also organize mission trips to third world countries around the globe. Just a phenomenal organization. Uh, He's been honored by numerous organizations for his contributions to communities worldwide and in 2002 Uh, He also had the privilege and honor of being selected to bear the Olympic torch for the Salt Lake City Games. And he's also a hugger and a clapper, and you're going to understand the meaning of that in a few minutes. His name is Rick Andreassen, but he is known to thousands of children and families simply as Coach Rick. Now, Coach Rick is probably cringing as he hears this intro, because he is one of the most humble men I have ever met. You're going to hear him credit God often, as well as his team and the people around him for all of his success. Uh, Coach Rick is a man of deep faith. And like I said earlier, yeah, he truly lives from his heart in service to others. And and you're going to hear that when he tells his story. Uh, He really embodies uh, one of our core values, the core value of love. So I really wanted to know how Coach Rick got started down this path of bringing athletic programs to children. And uh, here's what he told me
0: well i was a phys ed teacher for 11 years at a school here in in pompano beach florida and uh uh, god had given the vision for uh, an athletic program for homeschool kids and literally it was god said two words homeschool p.e uh let's say it was like a burning bush experience but two words and homeschool p.e and i stepped out in faith i had a full-time job and career i was a on staff at the school, I was the PE teacher at a, at a school, and I was the uh, I was the children's pastor at the church. So I was on staff at the church and the school. And so I stepped out of my job and career, and uh, that was 19, August 27, 1997. So I started. It was a leap of faith. So you had two real-time
1: oh. gigs, and you went. Yep. Heard this, got the vision, time to go
0: yeah and that's kind of what it was you know i put in my notice at the school and i said god's leading me in direction." so it started with myself two volunteers we had 18 kids that first year started an athletic a p.e program so it's physical education for homeschool kids Uh, tell
1: me about that how does that work physical education for kids that are homeschooled what what does that entail
0: well i've written a curriculum that you know i apply to this program here it's uh it's a full-fledged p.e program through the course of the year but we rent county and city Parks and facilities, and the parents dropped their kids off with us. We have a, a station rotation of activities, and we, we do PE for the kids. Uh, we're in uh, Florida and and actually five other uh, four other states. So it's five states since uh, since even the thing we added in Indiana this year. Yeah,
1: fantastic. So, so where are you? So Florida, Indiana, and what are the other three?
0: Uh, Florida, Indiana, Texas, uh, California, and um, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. In six countries. So what other
1: countries are you in?
0: Yeah, we're in Haiti, Guatemala, Kenya, Africa, Zambia, Africa, Zimbabwe, and United States. So that's six.
1: Wow. So how does it work in the other countries? I mean, uh, those yeah, are thanks. countries that have some economic yeah. difficulties. So, I mean, is this part of the the mission that you're on is, is bringing this to kids that are in
0: some of these less privileged countries? Yeah, correct. Uh, good question. It's not homeschool kids in other countries. It's uh, it's we set up programs at orphanages and children's centers. So we take this package of 18 different sports, and we have tweaked it and adjusted it so that it's functional in third world countries. They don't typically have, you know, basketball courts, tennis courts, you know, things. So we've tweaked it so we, we implement what's called Saints in a Box in uh, third world countries. It's really neat, and you know, we get to. We get to bring activities for children. We we train up, for instance, Haitian leaders in that country, so we, we don't go in and try to put a Band-Aid on something. We go in and we train it up and teach them how to run the program, bring the equipment. And this is mission support funding. So this is not a like the business side. This would be kind of the nonprofit mission side of uh, of what we do. So uh, And they run parallel to one another here in the United States for homeschool kids and other countries for uh, typically orphans, and and my passion, it would be uh, certainly to bring the love of God to kids through activities and athletics and sports, but in third world countries, we get to bring joy and laughter, and we get to give those kids a childhood that normally they don't have.
1: I asked Coach Rick if he had any stories about his impact on kids, not only here, but in those third world countries, and he spoke about the power of father-son trips.
0: Yeah, well... You know I'll, I'll try to I try to keep i eye out of the picture, the Rick part of it. But it's, it's neat to you know almost like get off an airplane, we pile on a bus and we go to these places, and I'll get off a bus and I'll hear little kids say, Coach Rick, Coach Rick. and I'm thinking, how cool is that? i'm in a I'm in Haiti in a third world country, and a little kid uh, knows my name, so you know we're thrilled to just be a part of their kids' lives and and we do. we bring joy, we bring laughter, we do very structured, organized, professional. Uh, we, uh, we partner with organizations that are in Haiti or whatever country. They, they'll be the ones that, you know, we connect with us or whatever and say, do you think you could bring that program here? So we do get some backers and supporters and partner with churches here in the United States that maybe have a, you know, a mission in, uh, in another country. So yeah, then we get to bring and set it up. We go back and, and get to visit. We take mission trips. We bring families. We do, we've recently done a father-son trip, which was really neat. And, so we, uh, tell me about
1: that. Tell me about the father-son trip to Haiti. Oh, uh, thanks.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, dads, and the last one we did was family. So we were able to bring, you know, the mom, dad, or, you know, with, with their kids or whatever that is. But we not only take, are able to take American kids and families to be able to serve in other countries, but we also get, to we get as Americans get to see actually what life is like there. And it gains a great sense of gratitude for, you know, just turn on the tap and have fresh running water, you know, to have air conditioning and comfortable beds to, you know, these, they, it's, you know, we got it pretty good here, right? Oh, so absolutely. You absolutely. get to help kids there and get to expose American kids to, to what other countries like. It's neat. Yeah, it
1: sounds it. So when you're doing the father-son thing, so what is it? Fathers and sons from America go to Haiti to help minister and experience and work on the program? Correct. That-
0: Correct. So even with that, we'll put the word out with any, any, uh, you know, for instance, like this, we'll, we'll isolate that one type of trip, his father, son will say any dads want to bring their sons to, to Haiti, for instance. And then we, if they're, they're on board with it, then we pick out 18 different sports and they get to choose the sport that they feel most comfortable with. So if you would be doing Frisbee and I would do soccer and somebody else would do archery and go, so then they can go down there with some kind of tools under their tool belt to to be able to teach and do activities in a sport that they feel comfortable with we feel they know the sport that they're enjoying with the kids they can actually build relationships with the kids and so, oh, it's so fun it, awesome. it's really i'm honored to do it thank you
1: yeah i mean it just sounds amazing so when you come back what's the
0: feedback you're getting from the fathers and the sons after these trips yeah you know well we do realize that those things that we sometimes take for granted uh, you know like you know, the batteries, batteries are out on my, you know, um, Game Boy, you know, those type of things to think, okay, batteries for a Game Boy kind of lessen on the priority scale when we come back to the States, meaning these kids, they never saw a Game Boy. Matter of fact, when we bring the games and activities, these kids have never seen a Frisbee, you know, tug of war, sack races, parachute, parachute game. So it's just pure joy. It's pure laughter. And there's different type of mission trips. Not to get off the topic, but you know, there's medical missions. There's construction missions. But we do sports missions, and that kind of draws it. I think everybody can relate to that to some degree, you know. So, oh, it's so fun. Yeah, Eric, you should join us, of course. I would, listen, I would love to go. on. You got to let me know when the next one is. <laughs> Here you go.
1: Yeah. I would absolutely be there. Now, now, you guys leave the equipment down there for the kids and the team that you have in place. So this is a exactly. A yep. so not, it's not just the mission time. This is yes. getting this going, and they get to keep the equipment and, and, and enjoy the, the fun, the games, the laughter,
0: even after yep. you guys leave. A- exactly. We just, uh, as after the last few years of trips, for instance, to Haiti, there's an ongoing uh, summer sports program down there, a six-week program doing all these acti- activities. It's one of the first ever where, uh, you know, a structured, organized sports program for kids is on a consistent basis in Haiti. So, yeah, we train, uh, you know, Haitian leaders and to step back and look on. And just recently, you know, not name dropping, Carson Wentz. He's uh, – uh, we partnered with Mission of Hope in, uh, in Haiti. They're, they're foundation on the ground there. Uh, Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles is building hey, – quarterback Carson. of the Eagles,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah,
0: he's, he's uh, building a um, – or a, a big contributor to his sports stadium on the camp, the campus of, uh, mission of hope. So, um, you know, we're, you know, we see people that are, you know, people here in America that, you know, can use that platform to, to do good here in America and in other countries, he would be one of them. So.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Good for him. Yeah. That's beautiful, yeah, amen. Have you yeah. been on missions that have been around the, 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 like to Haiti, for instance, has Carson Wentz gone down?
0: Oh, definitely. He's gone down a few times. Yep. Not on the same trips with us, but yeah, there's, Yeah, you'll see a lot of the guys. You know the the Tim Tebow's of this world. He has a, you know, he has an orphanage built in Haiti. And there's a lot of guys. Uh, We had a fellow from the uh, from Philadelphia. No, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. When we were on our way down, he sent uh, five pallets of uh, clothing from Under Armour, one of his sponsors, uh, Cliff Avril from the uh, Seattle Seahawks, wide receiver. And uh, so he grew up in Haiti. Now he's in the NFL and he sees somebody doing what we're doing. And so these kids were, they were wearing, you know, $50, $75, uh, Under Armour shirts, you know, so. <laughs> so it was a real like
1: athletics team down there. They, yeah, had, the exactly. hand, they had the equipment.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we hope we're making a difference though. You know, it's, we just never know. Uh, you know, our, our, our program is faith-based. So we, we use, you know, biblical principles of unconditional love as God loves these kids. We don't complicate it, but just, you know, it's, it's the least and lost and the the destitute that I believe our Lord would go and serve, you know, so we want to be a part of those kids' lives, you know, here in America and in other countries, it's a privilege. And we know sports is a great common ground to, you know, to communicate love and joy and laughter. And I don't speak Creole or Spanish or Swahili, but there's a few things I can say in each language, but, you know, sports is kind of that universal language of, uh, you know, of love we can do through. That's
1: right. You don't need, you don't need to speak any of those to play with Frisbee or yeah. Book of War or anything like that. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, no.
0: it is. Thanks, Eric.
1: Sure, sure. You know, you mentioned love and love is one of our, you know, we have the seven core values on the show that we do and love is one of them. And you just mentioned that, about the thing, tell me a little bit more about you know, how that is for you, seeing that in these other countries and also here, you know, in the States, Uh, where these kids just have this love. They feel the love because a lot of them are not getting enough of it. I mean, that's my opinion is there are, in my experience, kids that are just starving for that love, affection, attention from really positive role models. So what do
0: you see in all this and the work that you're doing? Well, thanks, Eric. You know, humbled to be on your program, to be a part of people that you, you see, you know, you know, just in some way, but I would say out of your core values, when I look through them, I hope to some degree I can live out, you know, all of those to, to the best, to, you know, with like, oh, God's help, the honesty, integrity, you know, those things when you when you speak of love, I think that's, you know, for kids, that's that part, you know, I mean, we're given the, the greatest commandment to love God and to show his love to others. But uh, I've been a, I've been a PE coach for over 30 years, you know, certainly more than half my life, but uh, I think what a great environment to interact with kids, you know, playing Frisbee, doing that stuff and, you know, hopefully being a, a male role model in their lives as well, uh, you know, but uh, Billy Graham, a, a, you know, a great role model for a lot of us, certainly me, but, you know, he said he believes the coach is one of the most influential people in, in America today, if not the world, uh, because there's more kids on a soccer field on a Saturday than maybe in church on a Sunday. So. You know we feel that you know coach said coach said you can do it our 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 words of affirmation in those environments good job you know even if it for girls to strike out you know that's okay you'll get them next time because we strike out a lot in life so we try to find the parallels between you know sports and life you know you learn a lot between those you know there's inbounds there's out of bounds there's there's rules there's guidelines you have teammates you know, we need to get along to accomplish a common goal, and and again, we strike out a lot. You know, but we, you know, Babe Ruth struck out more times than he hit home runs, but he stayed in the box. You know, so we can teach kids, you know, to, you know, that's all right. I'm proud of you. Three most important things you can say to a child is, I love you, I'm proud of you, I believe in you. You know, whether they run fast, jump high, spell good or not, you know, they're they're made in the likeness and image of Almighty God. We want to be able to speak that word of affirmation into their lives through sports and through games and you know there's times when I think I get to play with kids all day every day. (laughs) Yeah it's a good life and uh, we hope we're making a difference.
1: Yeah I can't think
0: of a better way to spend a day than like really enriching the
1: life of a child. I mean that's got to be just incredibly fulfilling. So how did you get started down this path of being a coach? You call a yeah. minister first, or did it kind of happen at the?
0: Uh, the yeah, thank you. That's a good question. Um, I first first started out. I, I worked here on Fort Lauderdale Beach for years. Uh, I was a lifeguard, and I, I worked on the beach. And, but um, you know, God. Is- Fort Lauderdale lifeguard look still. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Thanks. I, I hope that's a couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. The. Uh, they, uh, you know, I just got it tugged on my heart to, to begin to, you know, hopefully make a difference. What am I doing with my life to make a difference? And I, the first thing I did is I, I, on a lunch break off the, off the lifeguard tower, I called the big brothers and big sisters of America, but I called the big brothers program. And I said, I would like to get a, I was a single man at the time. I said, I would like to get a little brother. And so they assigned me a, a young child, seven year old boy who who didn't have a father in his, in his Life and I got to spend every weekend with this little guy and I realized, you know what, as time goes on, you know, it's not gonna be how big our portfolio is and you know, how big our house is, but have we made a difference in the life of, you know, another human being? And for me, I believe, you know, my gift is to work with kids. I just, you know, that's you know, you get there's this there's a statistic that children laugh four hundred times a day. Really? <laughs> Grown ups laugh twenty-five times a day. Wow. Yeah, so you know, I think I get to be with the happiest people on the planet. <laughs> do games and activities. So you know, it's something I I do with. I pray with great joy, uh, but I take seriously what we get to do. We can make a difference in the life of a child, and many of us yourself, maybe included. We think back. You know, who spoke that value into our lives? Maybe a teacher. Yeah, certainly maybe a parent. You know, maybe a teacher, maybe a coach said, "You know what? I believe in you." And uh, so I hope to be a part of that. And we have a great staff. We have great opportunities, you know, other people. About
1: I wanted to know more about Coach Rick's staff and the type of people he had around him, the people he had working with him. And if it was a challenge to find like-minded people like that. I told him I thought he must have amazing people on his team.
0: We do, I feel we have the best of the best. And uh, we typically, I use the phrase, we hire by the heart. Like we want people's credentials, we want their experience, we want, you know, life life uh, opportunities to who they are before we hire them. We screen and background check. We do all the things, you know, professionally speaking. But, you know, when I interview somebody, if they begin to tear up a little bit and understand that we get to make a difference in life with child, I think I shouldn't public broadcast, I go. If, if somebody tears up a little bit at an interview, I hire them. You know, going, it's not, you know, how much money we're going to make. What are we going to do? We're going to, we're going to get to be used to make a difference in the life of a child. And for, I mean, I just, you know, I think there's probably no greater thing to do. But we try to get people that are certainly like mine that have that common core, common thread. And uh, you know, uh, we always kid and say kickball's not rocket science. You know, we can teach you Like kickball. How do we love these kids unconditionally on the athletic field?
1: Yeah. Yeah, That is just beautiful. Beautiful. So you must get a very special type of person that comes in and says, Coach Rick, I want to be a part of this. I want this as a part of my life. I mean, I would figure you probably don't turn, have to turn too many people away. I would also figure you probably don't have to go out and search and recruit. I would feel that the right people that have that same love in their heart just kind of show up on your door yeah well
0: thanks i find that very often i'm around that like-minded people and i'll look at our staff and i'm thinking wow where did they come from they just you know they're they're heaven sent so to speak so yeah we get a good group and uh yeah they they love these kids and again we hope we're making a difference uh you know in the lives of these children and you know very often you know kids will come back after they graduate high school and they go on and they come back and say you know, Coach. Thanks, thanks for the difference you made when I was a kid. You know, that's when you really know you're uh, you're a coach. You know, when they come back after high school.
1: Yeah. You know, I was just it's funny. I was just going to ask you that question about you know what is the payoff of working with these children and their families? Wow. Right? Because thanks. look, you yeah. spoke it before, and I'm a firm believer in this and that. You know, chasing money, chasing, you know, whatever material oh. things that are out there there comes a time, I think, and I know it did in my life where you just kind of go, what am I doing? There's there's meaning that I need to look at. So, you know, when you can have, like you just said, a child come back after high school, after college and know that you still made a difference. I mean, how does that feel for you, for your
0: team? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know that it is too. And there's a trade-off, you know, I don't I don't say that because you work with kids or you're an educational, you know, that you you can't make any money or you can't, you know, do those things. You, you can, you know, you can make a healthy living, but yeah, the rewards need to be, those type of things need to be the the greater goal, you know? And, and, you know, like I just this morning came from an event, you know, it was kind of a teacher appreciation kind of thing. And, you know, I got some colorings made by five-year-olds, you know, that say, thank you. I'm thinking, you know, they'll go on my refrigerator, you know, you live for that, You, you know, you can't, that doesn't go in a portfolio or in the bank account, but boy, it goes into a, uh, I think a heavenly bank account, you know? So yeah, the boards are, you know, aren't, you know, uh, I don't know if there's a book on it, but you know, you, we, as life goes on, there's a, there's a book called halftime I'm not, like endorsing it. But you know, the first half of our life, we, we try to gain success. And, and the second half of our life, we start to look on it and go, maybe I'd like to, gain significance in the lives of others, or we climb the ladder to success and get to the top wrong and find out it's leaning against the wrong wall, you know, and go, you yeah, know, maybe I'll find out what I can do for others instead of do for myself. And I'm not claiming that's, you know, the place I live all the time. But, you know, I wouldn't trade a day of this. And, and that's not just for your interview, I wouldn't trade a day of what I get to do. And, you know, we do we go to go to a lot of go to a lot of birthday parties, we go to a lot of graduations, you know, we become a part of families you know we go through a lot of weddings as kids grow on but you know we go to some funerals as well you know we become a part of families and and uh you know we're supposed to celebrate life together as a family and we're supposed to embrace one another together when we go through tough times and you know but uh i again i wouldn't trade a David to get to be a part of life of, of children and families you know what an honor you know
1: it is. I mean, I, and I can see it too, coach. I mean, I can see just the emotion in you. I mean, there's, there's both sides of it, right? There's that, that deep joy and fun and everything. And then there's that emotional side, that connection you get with these, these kids and these families. And, and it, is, it takes a lot of courage to do that, right? Because you know there's going to be those times when you are going to those funerals. Right? You know yeah. there are gonna be those times when these kids are going through hardship. And when you connect as deeply as you do, you that takes a tremendous amount of courage to do. So, I mean, I really admire
0: what you're doing in that. Well, thank you, Eric. Yeah. And again, honored to do it. You know, I, I often think, I don't know if I would have picked me to be on the team, but, you know, God, God must see, uh, he must see something that I don't, but, you know, honored to do it. And, uh, and I uh, hope to get to do it for a lot longer.
1: <laughs> well, you will. I mean, I can feel that. You, you definitely uh, will. So tell me, um, how, how important do you believe it is to have strong male role models in children's lives? And are you seeing a lot uh, of this in the kids that you're working with, you know, here in America and also in some of the other countries?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, statistics prove it, you know, I don't want to just be a stats guy, but you know, there's a lot of statistics on it and um, you know, we can go down those roads and, and, and see the lack of it and or, you know, I know your program is about, you know, maybe, Hey guys, you know, where can we step up? You know, I mean, what's that one small thing we can do to step up. I know, you know, that many years ago I, I just called up big brother's program and said, you know, if there's a kid out there. And, and I thought he, that little boy was my my favorite part of my, my life. You know what I mean? He wasn't my son, but I treated him like one. And, and I think, you know, i started with one and and you know if the bible says if you're faithful with the little things god will give you more and you know i was if i showed kindness to that that little boy well then god opened the door where there's other kids and then other kids and you know and it's not rocket science to to love a kid you know i think there's a saying says how do kids spell love they spell t-i-m-e they just want your time you know just spend time i mean you know so us as guys if we can yeah, the I mean, guys can call me eventually. Give my number. We'll see if they want to come out and throw footballs with kids. You know, we'll, we'll do that. I mean, we'll we're definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. To touch with you guys that want to do it. So, um, yeah. and what do you see? You know, let's say another, in in not another country specifically, but here as well. Um, after you guys spend the time, because to me, I think it's time and attention, like really good attention on these, on these yeah. kids. Yeah. Um do you see a difference, not just in them, but like a ripple effect with men in the communities who are like, wow, I can see how this is having a tremendous impact.
0: I want to step up and do this as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's a lot of great things going on. You know, I obviously pretty optimistic guy, but you know, there, there is, there's a lot of great things going on. There's a lot of great people and a lot of great organizations and all say there's a lot of great men out there that really are stepping up in their roles. And, you know, interestingly enough, they just don't make the news, you know, you know, good di- good guy does a good thing it is not a headline. you know, but you know, guys like yourself day in and day out, you're rallying and inspiring men like myself to, you know, to stay the course or to, you know, that, that what we do is, is valuable. Uh, you know, I know one, one minor thing is, minor or major i would say every time i see a dad with his kids or whatever i'll say you're a great dad you know if it's in the park uh, you know and and i just think we need to validate you know being a father being a man being those things that you know we we get the accolades in the office or the salesman of the month and you know we kind of aspire to those things who's got the car who's got the whatever and you know but we need to value the things that really really matter and encourage other men you're a great dad we you know, you tucked your kids in last night, you know, you, you know, you, you work hard for your family you're doing like that. We command those things that maybe, uh, you know, again, we're getting a lot of accolades and plaques on the wall for salesman of the month, but you know, in the end, when it's all said and done, the greater thing is, is it time invested in family? Uh, I know it's all about what you stand for in, in your program. Yeah. And, and there's a, Guys out there, you know, there are,
1: there are some wonderful men out there. I mean, that's what we you know yeah. we're doing is where we want to celebrate those men. We want to, you know, that you said it. I mean, what you, you just said a minute ago is beautiful. I mean, hey, you tucked your kid in last night, yeah. I mean, you know, think about what that means. I mean, you were there, yeah. you stayed, you were there. I mean, there's that guardianship yeah. that protects you. It's a beautiful thing,
0: yeah. And, you yeah.
1: know, I think that some of us take for granted, you know, and yeah. um, it, it is that time, it is that attention, it is that love that we're showing. Just yeah. lost it. Thanks. Yeah. There's a, there's a
0: saying said, the, the days are long but the years are short. You know, the things that we do day in and day out, you know, it seems like that's, the days are long, but the years are short, you know, that we, you know, value the today's the tucking them in at night kind of thing. And, and whatever that might be, you know, it's even again, being a big brother, you know, you know, obviously a good father's, you know, good men, incur- men encouraging men and we need that something about iron sharpening iron.
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely. Amen. I mean, I believe that a hundred percent. So is that one of the things that's motivated you all these years? I want to know, like, what's kept, you've been doing this, how long you said?
0: Well, I've been, a, I've been a phys ed teacher for 32 years. So yeah. And, you know, before that, I, I you know, just kind of grew up, you know, you know, doing healthy things, you know, doing, you know, but, uh, you know, God got a hold of my heart and it became more intentional in my life and, and doors opened up. And for that, I'm you know, uh, people entrusted me with, you know, leadership positions to be able to teach and work with kids and, you know, the doors open up. So for that, I'm grateful. I, I hope I have made a difference, you know, if but a small one, I hope I've helped make a difference. Oh, of uh, so is that the motivation?
1: I mean, most guys, be, 32 years is a long time to be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> be most people, well, especially these days, they're jumping careers or jumping jobs or going all yeah. over the place. And Trying to, I don't know, say find themselves or just experience different things. But you know, you've been at this a very long time. And I, and yeah. I, why? I mean, I get your, your heart is there, the love is there, the, the your, your faith, your spirituality, and, yeah. and the payoff that you you get. Is there anything else that's, that's kept you on this path for that long?
0: Well, thanks. That's kind. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, there's, there's kids in our program who's, whose parents grew up in our program. some I'm actually teaching the next generation. So I, I often kid and I think somebody's getting older in this equation, it, it must be the kids. So. But yeah, parents who grew, are now grown ups and they're bringing their kids to us. And uh, you know, that's that's an extreme delight. So I'm a, a kind of a spiritual grandfather, right? But um, here's, here's a part of it is uh, um, I believe you know, it's almost, I know that I know that I know that I am doing exactly what God put me on this planet to do. And that's not a proudful statement as much as a, a humble one. I, I I love what I do. You know, there's good days and there's tough days, just like any any job. But I know that I'm on the right path. And when we're jumping from path to path and trying to find that one, I somewhere along the way found the right one. And, and uh, I want to stay the course with that. And, uh, but here's one of my inspirations. You added, you asked, and I come from a family of 11 kids, Wow! Uh, same mother and father, seven boys, four girls. I was number 10. So I was one of the little, little guys. And, and I, uh, I have, you know, I would say the best family on the planet for me. But my big brothers and big sisters, and I, I tell them all the time, I, I touched base with a couple of them today and said, I'm going to be on your show. But, you know, they just loved me. They were kind to me. I was a little boy. I was the little brother. And, you know, I just, I knew it, the value. I knew the value, I felt the value of a big person speaking into the life of a little person. because I was on the receiving end of that. So now I just, you know, I tell my brothers and sisters, I say, I'm just giving back what was given to me. You know, and certainly that's what, how God treats us, you know, unconditional love. But yeah, I know what it was like to be a little guy and, and, you know, being valued as a little guy. And so that's what we want to do with our program is just let these kids know they matter, whether it's here or Haiti, You know or anywhere we go that they they you know they matter in the eyes of their creator
1: and then they matter in the eyes of the people who
0: are around them as well yeah yeah and you know if we can build that self-esteem we speak in the lives of kids and we see their shoulders come back a little bit and their their head may come up and their posture may change and that's because you know the the power of life and death is in the words we speak we want to speak life and blessings and encouragement and you know, uh, so honored to do it. I, I hope this doesn't sound boastful, but it's it's a privilege to be the, in the, you know, a part of the lives of kids here.
1: Oh, I, I can feel that 100%. I don't, you know, you talk about boasting. I don't think it's boasting at all. I think it's oh. inspiring, number one. And I think it's something that, you know, all men feel in some way, but few actually take steps and leaps and, and do it. And, and I think we can do more. I know I personally can do more in even little ways to, to kind of influence and mentor and change and inspire and motivate. So, yeah, no, not, mm-hmm. not boasting at all. It is an amazing thing that you do day in and day out
0: every day. So, well, we- Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. We see the tutoring programs that have come out. There's, you know, opportunities that are, you know, uh, they're even doing tutoring online now. You know, you can, you know, you can have a five-year-old or, you know, a first grader read to you on the internet, you know, on the internet, without having to visit the classroom, they can have somebody who helps them, you know, I mean, just technology has made it, you know, in a good way that, you know, you can be a part of kids' lives and mentoring, you know, from the office, so to speak.
1: Sure, the, the, the barriers and the bars and the excuses have become less and less.
0: Yep, Yeah. and again, your program is to inspire, and, you know, I'm honored to be, you know, counted in as somebody, you know, to be on your show, uh, but you know again there's a lot of great guys out there doing a lot of great things and living out those core values i mean even for you to put those into black and white into print for me to look at and think wow how does that how does that play out in my life and you know challenge is good for us as guys you know we yeah like a little bit of challenge and you you know your your, uh, your testimony has challenged my life Yeah, the
1: challenge is good. You know, I'm glad you brought that up too. And and first I appreciate you say about the, you know, the core values. I mean, those are the ones, it wasn't just me, it's a group of us, a group of really committed men put that list of of seven core values together because it was important for us. And it was something we wanted to look at in our lives and say, am I living these core values daily? And just use that as a guide. And so, I really appreciate what you said. You know, um, we appreciate it as a group what you said. Fantastic. Okay. But you mentioned challenges, and I agree with you. Challenges are amazing. I think that the more we challenge ourselves, the more we challenge, uh, you know, those that are. I wouldn't, don't want to just specifically say children, but it could be anyone that we're mentoring or working with. Uh, we, as men in our group, we hold each other accountable. We challenge each other.
0: So, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced? in your life yeah you know I, i'm glad I, I think if there's anything that was on my notes I'll, I'll add it's not answering the question right away but the the, the uh, accountability in, in my life that's something you know as, as a grown man and and you know in leadership roles that i've, I've uh, invited in i've invited other men into my life to be to hold me accountable, and it's been huge, you know, it's, uh, we, there's a saying, say, and, and teammates, you know, involving people that, you know, as a leader, give people on staff the opportunity to, for input and value, to say, if you want to go far, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone, if you want to go far, do it together, so, you know, if you get people, you're going to go farther you can run fast alone but you know and so yeah in these past few years uh you know god has matured me in ways to bring other men into my life and you know a for accountability and and you know we do need each other you can encourage each other as we challenge each other and also that pat on the back for good job being you know a man of integrity and living out honesty and you know you know integrity i looked up some of the words to go you know being the same in public as you are behind closed doors, you know, right? You know, be be
1: who you are, you know, and just, uh, yeah. Live life in integrity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, some of the challenges I think, you know, have been probably sure tailing off of that statement is to, to realize that I I need other men in my life to, you know, come alongside and, you know, we do not become weary and well-doing and, you know, whether that's meant for, for not just validation, but encouragement to stay the course you've encouraged me today. And for accountability to, to stay the course, uh, keeping, you know, on, on the straight and narrow and on that path. So, uh, yeah, it's a healthy thing. You know, I'm proud to say that I have it in my life. Today.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, were there challenges getting your, your program into other countries, other states? I mean, did you have any obstacles there? I mean, because this is an amazing, again, coming from your heart. Wow. I think a lot of men that are listening, um, I know, and some of the men that I've spoken with, they have a dream, they have a vision, they hit up against an obstacle or a challenge and they tend to fall back. Yeah. With or, away, or look at it, in other words, saying, oh, maybe the universe is telling me I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. In your case, you've accomplished all of these things. Did you bump up against any obstacles in the way and, and how did you overcome them and, and, and be able to succeed the way that you
0: have? Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I, I would think, uh, you know, even when it's said, you know, kind of to see it in print, to see five states and six countries and think, holy cow, who did that? <laughs> you know, and, and I'm privileged to be the president and the founder of the organization. But I'm like, it's too good to be a, to be a guy. It's got to be God, you know. So so knowing that he's, you know, he is greatly in that equation. And, and uh, you know, I, I believe in what we're doing. So I think that passion drives you know, when there is a wall, when there's hurdles and there are bumps and the potholes, which come into every environment, you know, and situation. But I, mean, I definitely passionately believe in what we are doing. And, you know, that's a driving force, you know, on those rainy days, quote unquote. And, um, Yeah, there's been obstacles. I mean, you know, I get with other guys that, you know, work in programs like I do and things like that. And it's almost like, how do you get resources? You know, the same thing. I don't want to say we beg I shouldn't say big borrowed steel, but you know what? We're writing grants. We do these things. This is, you know, it's not going to, you know, fall off a a tree, but you know, I, again, the motivating factor is the ultimate outcome and, and, you know, what are the measurable successes? What is that? You know, is that a handwritten card from a kindergartner with a crayon going, you know, is that a measurable success? Well, maybe not in, in the world standards, but in, in, uh, in God's standards and, uh, you know, you kind of, there's the thing called the law of the scoreboard, you know, how do you know when you're winning or you're successful? Well, you know, if lives are touched and they're impacted and, you know, you can bring joy and a smile, well, you know, that's a win. So, uh, you know, I guess it's almost, a I would say a different rule book, but it's, it's a guidebook that uh, maybe doesn't mirror, you know, business quote unquote, you know, because it's impacting lives.
1: So would think, yeah, that, that would be a great way to you know, face the challenges that you've had, knowing that's the end result. Hallelujah. Right? That being the thing, right? So yeah. little minor things become like, look, that's writing a grant or, or having to go out and, like you said, big borrow, steal for money is nothing when you consider what the end result is going to be in that. So yeah. is that correct in saying that's a great mindset to have to kind of overcome these obstacles and challenges
0: as you go? Hey, look yeah. at the off down the line. Amen. Yeah. Is it worth it? You know, and and you know, one way or the other, there's gonna be a trade-off, no matter what we do. You know, everything has a trade-off. And I think, you know, when it's all said and done, I, I you know, I hope that we've made a difference in the lives of kids, and that's you know, uh again I, that's it's worth it all you know and it, and god has sent great people around that, that that believe in what we do and you know you, we in this day and age you, you do have to do it with excellence you know it's not just you know i've learned more and more it's it's not just happy-go-lucky have fun with kids we want to do it well screening and background check these things you know uh, education continue to to stay in in uh, connection with with what's current, what these kids are going through in life in, in you know, 2019, you know, uh, all of those things to be, you know, to have a good advisory board, to have good standards, to be good stewards of finances and resources. And, you know, people believe in a, somebody who's passionate about what they do, but they want to also see is that, are you a good steward of, of resources and, and the things. So, you know, we, with a lot of joy, we want to do it well. And, uh, you know, I hope we, uh, you know, are, are doing it well on the field and off the field. <laughs>
1: it's, well, that's, it's so important. I mean, you say excellence. I mean, that is just, to me, has to be the standard, right? There's so often we go, yeah, it's good enough. Or yeah. I just want to go play with kids. I don't want to worry about all this other stuff that has to happen. But yeah. but knowing and doing it with excellence is so
0: important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's – easy to be status quo, you know, and it's easy to live in mediocrity. And I think, but that's not what we're called to do. We're, you know, we're called to set a standard and to set a pace. And, you know, I, I, you know, God has to remind me a lot, you know, that, you know, the Bible says he has been given a lot of much of him will be required. So I feel I'm healthy. I'm of sound mind. I can do, you know, then, Well, if I've got that, then I'm required to to do with it well. You know, he who's been given much, much is, him is much required. So I hope uh, the gifts that we have to make a difference, you know? Yeah.
1: Giving back, right? It's about giving giving back. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Yep. Yep. Not as hard as it seems, you know, in, in any way, shape or form. You know, there's a lot of great organizations, a lot of great opportunities. And here, you know, where we live in, or in any community, there's there's always a place to give. and You know, it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's about breaking the inertia, breaking
1: the desire to just want to sit on the couch, right? Yeah. There are those opportunities. They're everywhere. There's great organizations like yours that are looking for, for men to step up, looking for men to help out, looking for men to make a difference. And it's just a matter of making the decision, I believe, making the decision and going, you know, I could sit on the couch and watch the game tonight, or I could really helping the life of someone else
0: yeah you know uh, going back uh, years back I, I remember an article and uh, not an article there was an a- advertisement in the, in the newspaper and it said be a hugger headline a hugger like hugging people be a hugger h-u-g-g-e-r be a hugger and I, I read on and it was they were getting volunteers to work with uh special olympics so to be a hugger was you became a buddy for a particular maybe you know a boy with down syndrome or whatever for the day and during his athletic competition in special olympics you were the one that was supposed to be at the finish line to hug him when he crossed the finish line and i thought be a hugger i was like i could do that i could do that and it was so simple yet so profound because i remember that you know that one day i mean I was a hugger, but that kid did more for me than I could ever do for him. And I'm thinking, be a hugger, be a high fiver, be a you know, be a word of affirmation, be a pat on the back. We use a saying at our for our staff, we go, when in doubt, clap. <laughs> <laughs> just clap. When you're not sure what to do, just clap. <laughs> nonverbal communication. Kids are going, I don't know what I did good, but coach. It's clapping. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, be a hugger, man. You know, let's clap for somebody today. You know, that homeless guy on the side of the road with that sign, you know, that's somebody's son, that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's father, that's somebody's uncle, you know, let him know, you know, you're going to get through this, you know, whether you give them a buck or not, but man, there's by the grace of God, there go I, you know, that we find a way to, to not Shame people in tough times, you know we encourage them, and you know what they say. somebody's never so tall, uh, somebody's never so tall as when they kneel down to help someone in need, you know, or a man is never so big as when he kneels down to help someone in need. so you know it's out there. you know, be a hugger.:
1: <laughs> Such powerful statements, you know, to be a hugger, to clap for someone. Uh, there's an incredible simplicity in those actions, but the impact on others is profound. So I got a couple of the men from the round table together to get their take on what coach Rick was saying, uh, about encouraging each other. You're going to hear first from Barry and then Frank and then John.
0: Now, Rob talks about acknowledge, appreciate, admire, and respect, you know, and you're clapping for somebody when he said that that's what I got from that. Yeah. The thing that jumped out to me about that as
1: well, just the entire topic is I think society in general and men probably more so in some cases, everything's competitive and you rarely see somebody that has accomplished something, just genuine appreciation. You know, it's usually more of a judgment because it's something maybe you wanted and you're not, or you're not there yet. um, Opposed to just really sitting back and just appreciating someone else's winning.
0: Yeah and Frank the uh, there's another quote in there he says if if you want to go fast go alone and if you want to go far do it together that kind of to me is like the like enough of the competition stuff let's work together and let's encourage each other and that that whole theme was extremely inspire, inspiring.
1: Yeah and I agree with John it is very inspiring and that's why it's so important as men we keep striving to inspire each other and to appreciate each other's accomplishments. So now I wanted to hear from coach Rick on what he considered to be his biggest successes and accomplishments. And here's what he told me.
0: Well, that's huge. Uh, you know, again, to see your list of, of, you know, qualities of what would be, you know, a, a man, you know, a true man, you know, humility and integrity and honesty, love, these type of things that, you know, make for, uh, you know, the, my, my greatest challenge is can I live that out? You know, I think that, you know, along the way I've seen, I've had great opportunity, privileges. I think somewhere along the way, if, if uh, I had the privilege to carry the Olympic torch. Good, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that. That was <laughs> <big time> too, <laughs> right? the 2002 right. Salt Lake City Olympics. Uh, you know, and I say this humbly, but it's, it's you know, it, sometimes we need that win, win behind our sails. You know, uh, not to live for accolades, uh, but to, you know, when they come to realize, okay, hopefully, you know, we are making a difference if if these things come along. But yeah, I had the privilege to carry the Olympic torch for the Salt Lake City Olympics for 2002, the Winter Games. But the Olympic Committee had felt that our program had... uh, Inspired young people around the world for what the uh, what the Olympics stand for—not just in athletics, but actually in integrity, determination, perseverance, and commitment. So they felt that our program had done that for young people, even though we do teach sports. So they'll say, "You carried your torch. What sport did you play?" I, I didn't play any. I, but we had we got to inspire kids in integrity, determination, perseverance, and commitment, which makes for the true Olympiad. It makes for, it's really, yeah. a true course so, so yeah, about yeah.
1: what does mm-hmm. it like carry it i mean how, you're carrying the torch their people are in the streets yeah listen i mean
0: oh to, yeah that experience well thanks i got the privilege carried here in fort lauderdale but i, I carried it with uh, dan marino and venus and serena williams so. wow People had been nominated, but because they work with young people, they have foundations and things like that, not because they're, they're athletic superstars, although they are. Uh, but yeah, so I was in good company, I would say that. But uh, I also carried it with, a, there was a young lady who had started a, cheerlea- a, wanna say a cheerleading team for children with, with kids with special needs. So when I carried my leg of the thing, there was hundreds of kids on the side of the road in their yellow Saint shirt. So... You know, I, I I used the quote. I said, "While my hand was on the torch, all of our hearts were in that flame." So I carried the Olympic torch, but in it was the flame. So while my hand was on the torch, all of our hearts were in that flame. You know, the Olympics are huge. It's the one day, the one you know, a couple of weeks, the whole world comes together uh, in not at war, but in healthy, uh, healthy competition. So yeah, the Olympics are a big deal. But yeah, so. Uh, but like that young lady, she carried it on another leg and there were all these kids with special needs on the side of the road with all gold, gold medals on and things and go, you know what, these are, you know, everyday people doing good for others, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I was, um, I mean, you know, these are just great opportunity. I was recently in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz Foundation. Uh, he's He's got a foundation that works, with, uh, you know, people all over the world, but one of his extensions of it is the, the Haiti project, but um, I was recognized as one of the top 10 people in the country showing the love of God to others. And, and with us, there was 10 of us, there was a, a military veteran there, there was a fire chief there, there was a 20-year-old girl with Down syndrome who just showed God's love wherever she went, you know? And I thought, these are these, are these you know, modern-day heroes of you know, uh and there was a ten-year-old boy with an inoperable brain tumor, you know, that you know, you think here's a kid in that situation, but he permeated God's love to others. So, you know, it's uh it's not I- I'm I'm it almost sounds boastful and it's not meant to be. I'm just humbly honored to be, you know, used by God and you know, uh hope I'm putting a smile on my heavenly father's face.
1: Oh, there's no there's no doubt that you are I mean wow. how did it feel standing there with those those nine other people uh, being honored for that and then see you know seeing let's just call it yourself seeing yourself and those other nine seeing those nine and you and the ten of you there being honored for what you've done I mean what was that feeling
0: well yeah thanks for asking because it's a little bit surreal because it's almost to see it in photographs and I think Holy cow, that's me standing there for one. But I also, one of the things that stood out the most was I was in the company of heroes. There's this young boy going through so much in his family. And, you know, their faith was just unbelievable in such you know tough circumstances. And military veterans, I have such great respect for people who served our country. Our freedom is not free. People have paid, paid great prices and made great sacrifices. You know, the things that I hope to not take for granted today. but you know, I wonder who's the who's the real heroes here. I didn't, I didn't figure myself, but you know, I did see this this twenty-year-old girl with Down syndrome, and she was just beaming away. And I remember kind of standing up and you know, kind of waving, and she was just sitting in her seat, smiling away. And I thought, I better sit back down and just <laughs> you know, I better just sit back down and remember uh, where I am here. So
1: <laughs> just the lessons,
0: you know. she didn't stand up waving to anybody I better better get back in my seat and and recognize you know Ah. Uh, yeah again it's you know and these I would say they are fuel fuel for the flame to you know to keep making a difference and you know we use this phrase one day at a time one life at a time one opportunity at a time you know most of us are not given great opportunities to reach thousands you know it's not hundreds of thousands but but we we're supposed to love that one person that's standing in front of us, one day at a time, one life at a time, one opportunity at a time. And uh, you know, and then you know, a day turns into a week, and a week turns into thirty-two years. You know, and it's one day at a time, one life at a time, one opportunity at a time.
1: Exactly right. We have we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants, is what I like to say. Wow, oh, I love that phrase. We, what yeah. we do it's because of the men who have come before, the men who have meant so much in my life and you know we're standing on their shoulders they were they are they're the ones who made this possible wow
0: good word we're standing on the shoulders of giants
1: yeah so who, whose shoulders are you standing on Rick? Right? who inspired you who are your mentors who are the men that really got you going you, know, you said your brothers and sisters yeah sisters yeah, talked about god and and who else who else inspires you and motivates you to do what you're doing
0: yeah. Thanks. I, um, when I was in high school, my football coach, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, a tough coach and he was, he was driven, but I feel that he always had a sparkle in his eye that he, he saw in me what I did not see in myself. And somehow he was able to, to fan that flame and to bring out the best, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I was inspired, you know, by my coach. He, he got to come back on his 80th birthday my coach came back and visited me with hundreds of kids that I work with today. And I thought, you know, calling him coach, I said, coach, this is your fruit. This is your fruit. I'm standing on your, you know, your shoulders and making a difference here, but this is your fruit. And, you know, we just never know, you know, and, and, you know, a guy like him would think I didn't do anything. My, my older brothers and sisters say, but we didn't do, we didn't do anything. I'm like, it's all that little stuff, you know. It's when in doubt, clap, you know. When in doubt, clap. You know, you, uh, you. So, uh, you know, I think again, life is made up a whole bunch of a whole bunch of little things that that add up to a lifetime.
1: So, uh, sure, that's a, you know the legacy you know, yeah. the word that comes to me. Like, the the, legacy. Oh, absolutely. Like to see your legacy, yeah. you know, this yeah. passed down for lifetimes because the kids, yeah. you know, you, know, you taught to clap when in doubt, clap. They're going to teach their well, kids when in doubt, clap. Yeah.
0: Yeah, amen. And you know, clap for one another. You know what I mean? We're in this, in this race of life, you know, but ultimately we need to cheer each other on that we can all make the finish line. You know, I've run uh, 19 marathons, 26.2 mile marathons. I, I run marathons, so, uh, but I haven't run one in 10 years. But nonetheless, I wear a shirt that says, Go Rick go on it on the front so i'll run through city street new york city a marathon you know san Diego but people are cheering going go rick go they see my name and you know what the ninth in 26 miles you need people to cheer your name and clap so i think you know what that's and i i think of a marathon like life you know what it's not who finishes first you know it's the fact that we want to finish you know and people in a marathon are not racing maybe at the front of the pack they're racing each other but I think everybody wants each other to finish because they knew what it took to get there. You know, they knew the training hours to get there. There's a story of the the guy who won the New York City Marathon when he crossed the finish line. They were interviewing him. They said, tell us, you know, what's your name and, you know, how, how did it feel and all that other stuff. And he goes, I'm not the one you want to interview. Now, he's the winner of the New York City Marathon or maybe Boston Marathon. He said, the one you want to interview is going to cross this finish line in about eight hours from now and he said oh yeah what's their name he said i don't know what their name is but you can call them determination so what he meant is he had the gift to run fast and he worked hard at it but it's that person who's crossing that finish line last right that, after all the lights are off and the cameras have gone the cameras and are home gone. Home yep. and still running and they're still out there running he said in eight hours from now somebody's going to cross this and their name is determination so, Beautiful. I love that. Stay the course. We went in down clap. We need to clap for each other. We encourage <laughs> well, each okay. other. Yeah, the
1: feeling I get from that too is you know, stay on the side of the road for that eight hours and wait for that guy yeah. to finish line and be there clapping for them.
0: Wow.
1: Right? It's not just Good about word. the guy who came in first, but be there for the guy who's coming in last.
0: Hallelujah. Yep. And, and cheer
1: them on just as hard.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a different set of rule book. You know, it's a different rule book that, you, you know, your program inspires people to live by, you know, what does it mean to live with honesty and integrity and, you know, it's actually love unconditionally. Oh, wow, absolutely. I mean, those progress. Are,
1: you know, listen, you know, you live in love, right? I mean, your, your job and what you do, you live in love, but so many of us don't, you know, we're in that highly competitive corporate, office and and people trying to outdo each other and, you know, families, you know, have situations where they may be broken and there's not enough love in the families. And that's why that's so important to us. It's, It's one of those seven core values that I really look at every day and say, where am I not being enough love? Where can I be more love and for who? So well, I think your, your story of be a hugger and when it now clapped to me, that is <laughs> sure. that's just, a, that's just, love, right. That's just, uh, you know, yeah. just read it out there.
0: Amen. Yeah. 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 We're called to encourage one another. I think in the movie, the wizard of Oz, you know, the, the cowardly lion, he didn't have any courage, you know, but all he needed was somebody to encourage him. Right. You know, it's like, you know, let's encourage each other. You know, life is tough, man you know, and again, Eric, I'm honored to be on your show. I don't want to make it sound like I've done something great or good or, you know, but uh, honored to be a part of guys that, you know, uh, are in your circle. And, you know, we're all works in progress, man. You know, we all have different gifts and different, you know, abilities, and we're supposed to use them, you know, like you say, with excellence. And You know, I'm privileged to work with kids, but it's no different. You know, I think I can't trade places with the guy that you know, the police officer, the firefighter, they're going into buildings going, oh my gosh, I, I, I throw Frisbees for a living. You know, I don't have to wear a bulletproof vest. You know, there's people that are doing what they're called to do and, you know, maybe not making the news, but, uh, you know, so again, I say humbly, I'm honored to be a part of your team. and There's a lot of great people out there doing what they're gifted to do. And I think that's the key. You said, you know, find out what We're gifted to do and do it with excellence,
1: you know? Yeah. And you know what, Rick? We're honored to have you on because, uh, you know, Uh, we love to celebrate great men who are doing great things. Like you said, even the the police and firemen, I mean, they're doing it, you know, out of duty to us to protect the rest of us every single day so we don't have to worry. And, you know, there's men like you that are doing it unsung, you know, just uh, there's no headlines every day that say, hey, Rick hugged a kid today. Rick threw a Frisbee today. Yeah. But it's just the impact is so amazing. So we just love having men like you on where we yeah. can actually hear your stories and inspire yeah. others with like, look, this is really all it takes, right? It's not about yeah. having those headlines. It's not about checks with lots of zeros. I mean, you know, that that's great to have. But at the end of the day, doing what you're doing day in and day out bringing that joy and love is so... Unbelievably important. So we thank you for
0: that. Well, uh, thanks, Eric. Uh, I'm honored by the way you put it. You know, and again, I, I just want to commend other other men doing with their gifts what they're doing. You know, and, uh, honored to get you know be able to do what I do, and you know, would be a day of it. So, so
1: now you know you've been doing this for thir- you know over 30 years. What would you tell teenage Coach Rick if you could go back and talk to yourself back in your
0: teenage years? What uh-huh. would you yeah. Well, that's, that's fun to ask a uh, teenage Rick, <laughs> teenage coach Rick. Um, I believe that, you know, there were a lot of great values uh, poured into my life, you know, raised well a family with 11 kids. You know, we learned to share a lot, <laughs> we, you know, uh, number 10 out of 11, I learned what hand-me-downs for like, and you know, but you know, we learned a lot of things regarding integrity and those types of things. They were high on our list and, uh, you know, going back to even as a, when I was in high school, uh, I, my I took a psychology class. I majored in psychology and emphasis on early childhood development of three years of Bible college. I mean, I want to be good at what I do. There's but there's, you know, God saw fit that I, even back in high school, I was interested in human nature and the things that make us tick, so to speak. But um, as a high school or junior year, I was able to go to an elementary school and help out a child if I wanted to, as a part of my psychology class, it was, you know, even then at 16 years old now, I had just got my driver's license. So I thought I, I could actually drive my car off school property during school. It was Might've been one of the motivators, but you know, I had to, I had it in me to, at that age, even to, to be a part of the life of a child. And in my senior year, I got another kid that I could go to elementary school and be a tutor. I look back now and I'm thinking, wow, I was, you know, I won't say I was pretty well grounded, but that's a pretty good, motivation and aspiration for, you know, 16, 17-year-old kids. So, um, you know, I'm glad that I was raised the way I was. I think those are the things that, you know, I've held true to for the most part in my life uh, today. And it's not a pat on the back. But, but I also recognize the values that I can now use the platform, for lack of a better term, that God has given me to speak those same things to children, to young people, or, you know, young kids, teenagers, meaning... You know we need to honor our military veterans we need to respect our police officers you know the firefighters these are unsung heroes you know these are day in and day out that freedom isn't free you know we do some policy type things you know that when uh if we got a group of kids and in a soccer game they score a goal we have that whole team that scored everybody goes down on one knee and points to heaven and we say god gets the glory who scored the goal Well, will, will you know, Joey scored the goal, but who gave him the ability to score? God did. So let's all go down on one knee and give glory to God, you know, and it's, it's a neat sight. You look on, you see 11 kids go down rather than patting, you know, you know, patting your own chest. I guess we teach them, you know, let's remember where all good things come from. And that's God. And we have another policy. And these are things that I, through this, you know, influence in the lives of kids, we can pass on these good qualities, like your program, represent you know um honesty were you safe or were you out? we don't need the referee to tell you or the umpire you know you know in your heart you know honesty you know you know if you lie and you're safe you, you know it still doesn't pay off that'll haunt you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know? but make your, um,
1: calls, <laughs> you make your own calls
0: honestly <laughs> I mean, make your own calls but we do a thing if we hear a siren if we hear an ambulance or a fire truck going by we stop and we pray we just take a moment we pray for that situation we can't help there's nothing we can do about it but we can pray we used to do that as kids my mom would say there's an ambulance everybody pray you know you know we we didn't realize the impact when we were kids but now i look on and when you see a bunch of kids stop and pray and go wow that's character that's these things in your list that's love that's compassion that's you know integrity that's sensitivity that's unselfish you know that's kind you know these are You know, admirable qualities. You know, we try to have guest speakers come out and, you know, have military veterans come and, you know, kids acknowledge somebody in uniform is, is, you know, they're on the front lines while we sleep in peace and, you know, in comfort and safety. So uh, powerful
1: that you let them see that and that they know that, right? And Uh, they grow up knowing that this is someone, man, woman, who is there
0: to protect me even when I don't see them yeah amen yes yeah, somebody's sitting on that wall right now you know guarding it so yeah. i mean the wall of wherever that wall might be
1: sure it could it could be a metaphysical wall it doesn't have to even be amen there. you know what i mean yeah. it could be any type of wall they are there protecting us in that yeah. space and the appreciation
0: for them is yeah. immense absolutely yeah. immense yeah then we don't live in entitlement you know we don't live in entitlement this is our freedom is not free and these things and you know it brings a sense of gratitude and humility you know what you know we work for what we need to work for what we get you know life doesn't hand us everything those are great core values right you you know most things those formidable years kids are learning so much by the you know by the time they're 12 years old they're going to form so many opinions about life and you know, I hope we get to speak that into them. And so, uh, you know, role models out here in my life, my, my coaches, teachers, you know, probably ones that would never know what they did, but you know, they, they, uh, they believed in me as a kid. And I hope I pass that on. I, I look on to people like Billy Graham and these people that, but you know, people that live, I have, you know, pastors here that, you know, and, and the everyday, you know, people that are, you know, parents, I don't mean everyday, but, you know, parents who entrust us with their kids and we validate them as being great parents. And, you know, to have dad say to me, you know, coach, thanks for being part of my kid's life. I thinking That's a huge entrustment, you know, to be a part of children's lives. So, uh, you know, these everyday heroes that, that don't make the news, you know.
1: You know, and what you just said is so powerful too, when these fathers come to you and, and give you the appreciation for what you're doing in their life, that takes a real man. And I, and I, and I really appreciate you, you saying that because it does take a real man to say to another man, Hey, I really appreciate what you have done in the life of my child, right? Standing shoulder to shoulder, helping raise these, these young people and getting them, you know, to, to, to grow up strong is oh, so yeah. important and so powerful. And, and I, I believe we need more of that, you know, that, that oh. side by side, helping each other, What's the old saying? It takes a village, right? It takes We're a village. Yeah. Mhm. Right, getting this done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was almost going to say that phrase. It takes a village. You know, we use again. We we use the term. We co-labor with parents. You know, the parents are the ultimate voice in their child's life. You know, but, and and we you know we say to kids, remember to tell your mom and dad, I love you. Remember to speak those words. You know, remember to tell your mom and dad, thank you for what they've done. You know, and, you know, parents. They say, but sometimes that light bulb goes off when they hear it outside of the home. You know, you know Coach says. Uh, somebody had said having uh, Coach before your name is almost like having MD after your name. The doctor said, eat all your vegetables. You know, we can be, you know, honor your mother and father. Make your bed. Do your chores. You know, we can be that other voice, to, you know, co-labor with what parents are doing. And like, you know, Co- Coach said validates what mom and dad say, but, you know, we, we do, we want to honor parents in front of their children and we want to honor children in front of their parents, you know, be a part of that, a part of that family core value. Um, you know, so, and, it's so beautiful to see that because it is both ways, right? Amen. Thus parents yeah.
1: keep saying and encouraging the kids, it's the other way as well. And I think the kids are learning that appreciation as they grow.
0: Yeah. It's a big People. deal of what- Those major words, you know, please. Thank you. All that stuff. You know, we don't live in it. We live in gratitude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we're wrapping this up, coach, uh, what would you tell the the men listening about being more successful? How can they be more successful? I mean, you said a lot of it, just appreciation everything, but is there anything you want to add about just really being successful in your family and life, whatever it
0: may be? Yeah, well thank you. It's uh, how to be successful, I, I think is probably the, the greatest thing for me personally. I can't speak for, but I would say, you know, how do we define success? You know, that would be the thing. Cause if we can't define it, then we can't achieve it. You know, you you know, if we figure out what that bullseye is, we're aiming at. Um, and you know what is success? And I think your core values are, you know, emulate a life of success. You know, if you live in honesty, you live in you know, love, you live in integrity, you know, those things that, live with you with know, courage, success, have you know what, I may not be the, you know, the CEO or the richest guy or they have the biggest biceps in town. You know what I mean? Those things that we, we think make for either a man or, or success, you know, that it's defined by, you know, the condition of our heart, you know, and, uh, and I haven't achieved any of this stuff, but, I, but I know that I've over time learned to, uh, define success a bit differently you know and
1: so what is success for you well this is like you know i, I almost like think
0: like coming up. from this uh, teacher appreciation event i think you know I, and i just think of this now maybe not a wallet full of money but i have a folder full of you know cards j- drawn by you know kids and i'm thinking you know uh, that's a win you know, that's a win for me. That's it. That's a star, a gold star on the success list.
1: I, I would agree wholeheartedly. Uh, and before yeah. we finish, you know, you said there were the three most important things you can say to a child. I would uh, love for you to repeat those because uh, they are
0: thanks. so incredibly important. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I believe the three most important things you can say to a child is, "I love you," "I'm proud of you," "I believe in you." You know that we affirm they're unconditionally loved. You know. Um, We value them. I believe in you means it doesn't matter how well you do. I believe in you. You know, you're a winner because you're made in the likeness and image of almighty God. You don't have to run fast, jump high, spell good or not. I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. And even for us as men, as grown men, you know, I don't want to get over over overanalyzed, but you know, many counselors are in offices with men today and you know, we're still, you know, men that are still crying on the inside to hear those words. I'm proud of you, you know, there's, you know, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. I love you, buddy. You know? And, and so again, we say it to kids and maybe they hear it more often, but we as grownups, as adults, we need to, we need to validate those words to each other. I know they, they not just say love to me, they shout love to me. When somebody says, I'm proud of you, proud of what you've done with your life. That's huge. And I'm, I'm a grown man, you know, but those are big words. Proud of you, I believe in you, and I love you. Whether you run fast, jump, I spell good or not. Amen.
1: Amen, Coach. I mean, and you know, listen, I am um, you for what you have done. I mean, just um, to, to, to devote your life to this, to make such an impact and such a difference in the lives of kids all these years and doing that, I mean, absolutely am proud of you for doing that. We're honored to have you on the show and uh, to hear your stories and, and learn from you and be inspired by you. So I, for one, Thank absolutely you. appreciate you taking the time and being here with us today. Thank you, Eric.
0: Honored to be a part of your team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, it, and you will be a part of our team. I mean, I'm, I, we have guys that we work with, and, and I'm about to, as soon as I hit stop on this recording, I'm going to text them and say, hey, listen, I just spoke to an absolutely amazing man today, and he really believed in our core values, and we spoke about it a lot, and they'll, they'll be proud of that. Because we, we wow. took a lot of time of putting that list together and really feeling into what does it really take to be a man.
0: Really well, I, I told you, Eric, you're, you're a great man with a great vision. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, you're an amazing guy with an amazing vision. And well, I
1: appreciate that. Man. And after this, we're going to have to get together and, and uh, you know, have some coffee or something and, and sit down and just talk because I know we could, we could go on for another hour and a half and and, yeah. more and, and just keep going. But I would love to do that. Yep. I know mean, oh, you're busy and you're traveling and everything. Just you know, yeah. you've got myself. Just text me. Let me know when you're free. Um, as long as I'm not doing an interview or have a meeting, uh, I would love to you know sit down and talk more about this and talk more about how I can get involved in your organization. What we'll do is uh, I meant to mention this. Um, we'll mention at the end of the ep- during the episode and at the end of the episode how to get a hold of your organization, how to get involved in your organization, how to donate, volunteer time, whatever it is that you need, you let me know, and we'll make sure that we mention it. We have three interstitials during the show. Okay. Uh, uh, most importantly at the end, I also want to include it on the website under where we put your episode. We'll have, you know, here's how to get a hold of Coach Rick and his organization and help them out. So make sure to email that. All to me. If it's different than what's on the website, or you have a special thing you want to do, or give me a list of the kind of things you're looking for or need, we will 100% for you and make sure that you know our listeners all over. Because look, there might be you know people in some of the other states, or people in states that you don't have an organization that are just like you know what I want to help these kids.
0: Amen. Yeah,
1: I want to help these kids, and I want to make sure I get it out there. So we're going to include um, um, in the in the episode and, and make sure that we, we get you as much help as we can and when and then whatever I can do, you know?
0: Great. Thank you. Well, this was a biggie. I didn't want to say too much in, in you know, pleading the case or the cause.
1: No, no. You, you, know, you know what
0: you're doing. You know, your audience. Yeah.
1: You know, we'll do it okay. for you too. I mean, I'll, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll do it at the end and I'll say, you know, coming from my heart after speaking with you and learning about everything that you do that, you know, we really want to, uh, make sure we can help you as much as possible what, what's the kind of stuff you're you're looking for right now what's your big well I mean
0: I, I mean I would rather have it come from you i like what you say after hearing this you know from your heart to the, to your listeners i think that's a big deal um I, I would say you know if they want to call and they find out what they're you know maybe they were inspired to you know i don't say just donate but i mean you know time talent treasures whatever they have i'll meet them where they're at kind of thing you know yeah yeah, I don't know if there's necessarily a list, you know, on, uh, that we have, you know, depending on the, who it is. But we're, we're open for time telling their treasures. I love yeah. that. I we love it. You know, it's we too.
1: Like I had people say when we were starting this show and doing something and they said, what do you need? Yeah. And my answer was, what, you, what can you bring?
0: Can, yeah, amen. What do yeah. You,
1: want to do? you know what I mean? I always find yeah. that when I, when I tell somebody what I need, puts a limitation on it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. I need donations. And they're thinking only in terms of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right?
0: Say, yeah.
1: Well, I need your time or what. But when I say, what can you give? What can you bring? And, you know, it opens up this whole world. They may say something that yeah. I never thought of.
0: Yeah. No, right? yep. I'm with that, you. That, that's, that's, that's exactly that's
1: it. That, yeah. So, you know, we'll keep it open and we'll say, just listen, get a hold of the Saints of Florida. You know, just whatever you can do, whatever you're feeling in your heart, whatever God's telling you, hey. whatever inspiration you have
0: you know bring it you know? great thanks you're so good at what you do thank you <laughs> i want to send a couple of guys your way that that serve with uh, with men ministries and things that you do oh, i would love that yeah absolutely oh, yeah like that. the church i spoke at the jubilee i sent you the promo you know i'll oh, connect yeah. Yeah. Pastor there yeah, Absolutely. these guys are, you know, paralleling exactly what your, your mission is and your vision.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, we're looking to mix it with, you know, men like yourself, who we call the unsung heroes that people may not have heard about outside of, you know, certain communities. And mm-hmm. then men like, like a Carson Wentz, for instance, you know, who's known for one thing, he's known for being an amazing mm-hmm. quarterback for the Eagles, right. but he's not as known for what he's doing, you know, um, in his spare time. Yeah. You know, we'd love to talk to him too and say, you know, listen, Carson, we're gonna get you on, but we don't want to talk about Yeah. We want to talk about what it is you're doing, your passions, your purpose, how you're giving back, how you're inspiring other people. We want you to do that to inspire other men because they're gonna go, I had no idea Carson Wentz was doing that. So yeah, yeah. Those kind of people too, definitely. So think on both terms. You want to hear absolutely about these these men that are doing the ministries and, and about men that you may have crossed paths with who are more known, but we can talk about things that will bring way more to somebody than learning about. Oh, how boy. How, how uh-huh. how I'm thinking we don't want to talk
0: about football. You know, the, uh,
1: exactly. We've heard it. We've heard all those stories. Yes. Heard all that. that's we've heard right. We want the others. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know? yeah. We want to hear about Eric. Carson Wentz,
1: right? That. Uh, yeah. Amen. Birth, yeah. Birth, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Not the quarterback. Yeah. Eric, you're great at what you do. I'm thrilled yeah. by our friendship that's growing here. You know, well, we have-
1: me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been wonderful. Yeah. And um, So what I'll do is I will send you a follow-up email. I'll let you know when this is going to air. We're going to launch, we're hoping, um, uh, July 15th or that week at some point. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. I don't know what order we're going to put episodes in. We're going to try to mix yep. things up and, and get them going. But I'll, I'll give you a heads up on when yours is going. And then you can let, we will obviously let everybody on our side know. Yep. You let everybody on your side know. Our goal is uh, obviously downloads of the episode. If, if people download mm-hmm. the episode and leave a review, a comment. Okay. The more <clears throat> Apple sees that, the more you get a chance to go into what's called new and notable. And that's all cool. we can get into cool. new and notable, then we'll be at the top and then people will see this, who need to see it. That's our philosophy. Really cool. So that happens, so the men that need to listen to these stories will find us easily
0: so really cool definitely oh, yeah right. no i've been thrilled to do it and we'll use it to its fullest i mean not just because i'm on the show but it, it, it'll be fun for families to you know it's just it's neat kids will listen. you know it'll, it'll be cool
1: great well i love that appreciate it. well i'm gonna let you go i know you're busy
0: you got it no worries no eric this has been great <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're a great man with a great vision, man. So, and, I, and I say the same to you, coach. I, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you as yeah, well. Yeah, great. God you bless everybody. you. Thanks for everything. Right, thank you. All right. You. Bye, Bye for now. Bye-bye. Right.
1: And coach Rick, we are honored to have you on the team. There's so much here in coach Rick's story. The first thing that hit me after I spoke to him was, was how each man uh, has a truly unique flavor Uh, of his own sense of masculine and being a man because when you say masculine to most people you know this image of a rugged rough guy comes out right I mean that's what it is for me but with coach Rick he embodies positive masculinity in so many ways but with this quiet strength uh, confidence as a leader in service to others which which comes from just being true to himself and being on purpose and honestly you know, it's changed my personal view of masculinity for the better. Or uh, maybe I should say it's given me a broader, wider view of what it means to be a masculine man. That it's it's okay to come from love, to be emotional, uh, balanced with the strength of purpose, duty, leadership, mentorship. This truly makes a whole, strong man. What I also got from talking with Coach Rick is really feeling the lasting impact he's had on so many lives and that's and the lives of both boys and girls as well as their parents just that that impact that's going to be there for the rest of their lives and when he spoke of telling dads they're doing a great job it really hit me because I don't think that's done enough I know I didn't tell my own father that enough so sharing the appreciation for other men just doing their job as a father You know, for the little things like giving time and being there to tuck your kid in at night, that is truly powerful stuff. And, of course, showing appreciation for each other, for celebrating each other's victories, clapping for each other, and being a hugger. I mean, those two things, clapping and being a hugger, have stayed with my team since they heard the interview, and uh, we've all become clappers and huggers since. And yeah, listen, when I played a clip of Coach Rick talking about the three things every child needs to hear daily, when I played that clip for grown men, I mean, you could just see the emotion in their eyes, the agreement that we all need to hear those things every day and the power of hearing those things in our lives and what it does for us every day. So that appreciation and acknowledgement so so critically important we want to be building each other up instead of tearing each other down because guys we're all in this brotherhood of men together we're all taking this journey together and the only way to survive and thrive is to be there for each other to support each other as men and to show our kids the same appreciation so they pass that on as they continue down the path now i want to know what you got out of coach rick's story what hit you the most? And what are you going to incorporate into your life right now? Let me know. Like I said, you can find me on social media. The links are on the website, wlkhpodcast.com. Click on them. Let me know. Also, please go to Coach Rick's page and check out what they're doing there. His page is saintsofflorida.com. And Coach Rick says they'll take whatever you can give. Uh, he always says they love, they'll take time, talent, or treasures. Love that. Time, talent, treasures. If you have any of that, and we all do, it all helps. Also, remember to rate us and leave a review and a comment on this episode. Most importantly, like I always say, make sure to share this show with men that you know are going to get value out of it. So please pass it on. I want to thank you for listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes today. I'm Eric Rogel, and I'm honored to be with you on your hero's journey. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Hi, this is comedian and writer,
1: and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Artropotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag. But let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, right?
0: And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe
1: in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky?
0: (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it.
1: It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good poor. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.